All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is December 7th, 2023 and week 253. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, it says substance. So we'll be getting into that topic tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you very much, Melvin. As usual, we will go into a word of prayer. Uh, if you guys would join in with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you first and foremost for this glorious opportunity. Lord, we thank you for uh, allowing us our life, health, and strength, Lord, whatever measure we may have at this hour, Lord. We thank you for continually blessing us, continually loving us, continually um, just helping us, being there for us uh, when we truly do not deserve it. Lord, help us to uh, love one another, Lord. Help us to have that love that Christ had for the church, Lord. Help us to show the love to everyone else in this world, Lord. We're asking that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're asking that tonight that you would increase and that we would all decrease, Lord. Help us to see your word, Lord. Reveal to us the things that have been hidden since the foundation of the world, Lord. We'll continue to honor you. We'll continue to praise you. And we'll continue to uplift your holy name. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Greetings again to each of you. It is truly a pleasure. It's truly a blessing and an honor to be in the midst of another Bible study. God has once again showed us his love, his kindness, um, and his long suffering with us, his patience with us. And so I do want to respect him and honor him um, with the, the message that he's laid on my heart for tonight. Uh, I do appreciate each of you for tuning in with us. Uh, I always try to, just, just this program as a whole, our aim is to bring substance to you guys. Uh, we don't just get on here talking for fun, um, talking because we're bored, uh, because we have nothing better to do. No, this is to provide some value um, some substance, to provide something of worth, to provide something meaningful, um, because that is what I believe God designed us to do. And so I've really been thinking about substance recently, because oftentimes we supplement, we we replace uh, things in life. I'll give you an example. Uh, many times, and I've did this so much growing up, and 
And sadly, sometimes it still happens to me, even in my older age. Um, we replace actual food. Now, it's food. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. It's still food. But we replace food with more substance, with snacks, with uh, whenever we're hungry, instead of eating an actual meal, and we see this happen with children a lot, a child can wake up in the morning and they might ask for ice cream. They might ask for candy, for chips, for cookies, for some type of snacks. And many times a parent will tell the child, no, you have to eat some real food. Sometimes we'll, <laughs> we'll refer to it as real food as if the chips are fake. But what we're saying there is you need to eat something with substance, something of value, something that's nutritious and more beneficial to your body. That's what we're really getting at. And so as I look at the word of God, it's the same way. There are things that you can supplement it with. There are things that uh, you can't replace it, but we do replace it and we should not replace it. See, there is a true word of God, a more wholesome word of God, the, the, the true word of God that will really cause uh, a major change in your life for the better, major benefits in your life. There is that. But there is also a more watered-down gospel, a diminished gospel, a gospel that uh, is just not up to par. It's telling some of the truth, but it's leaving out some crucial parts, some crucial uh, words that we really need to hear. And so I want to deal with that tonight because the truth is we're living in a world that is exactly this way. Instead of receiving the gospel of vegetables, the gospel of fruits, the gospel of good protein and grains, we're receiving a gospel of chocolate, a gospel of candy bars, a gospel of, uh, of those nice, uh, uh, <laughs> Those sweet tarts, the, the, the good gummy candies that we love, that's the gospel that we're replacing with, placing the true gospel with instead. I hope somebody understands what I'm getting at tonight. We are receiving a watered down gospel and it tastes sweet to you. It tastes so good. It makes us feel good. It'll make you jump and shout. It'll make you throw in all of your money. It'll make you do a lot of things, but in the end of the day, at the end of the day, it won't sustain, it won't sustain you. Excuse me, sustain you. It won't sustain you. It will not bring you real substance. It will not. So now, let's see what it says in the book of Thessalonians, Mel. Um, second list. Second Thessalonians in chapter three, verse three. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. See, God wants to establish you. Now, we, we think of this word more as establish, 
establish, however you wish to pronounce it. But God wants to establish you. He wants to solidify you. He wants to uh, make sure you're firm in your foundation. Something, you know, as, as people of God, we have people who we listen to. We, we've got our favorite groups of preachers. Uh, and oftentimes, it is going to be someone that motivates us. It's going to be someone that can light a fire under us. You know, I like being motivated to do something. I need some type of motivation. But what I really need more than the motivation is something that's going to sustain me. I really need some real substance. See, I've told this story before. I remember working working with the football team at Ole Miss. And the coach, he, look, he, I, I guess they <laughs> they paid him millions of dollars for a reason. He knew how to come in and motivate these guys, even though all throughout the week they probably knew, man, we've got no chance against this other team. These guys are just so much better than us. But somehow this coach could motivate these guys and they come in the locker room and they're painting their face with uh, black paint and all types of stuff. And these guys are fired up. They're chest bumping each other. They're slapping each other, high-fiving. They're so ready to go because of the speech. Because the coach knew how to motivate them. He could just, he just had such a way with words. These guys left that meeting and they run out on the field with all types of confidence. <laughs> they run out, look, they're singing We Ready and all kinds of other stuff in the locker room. And once they get out here, <laughs> they found out they weren't ready anymore. <laughs> See, the motivation, I'm telling you, I appreciate a good motivational speaker but the motivational speaker won't do anything for you. When push comes to shove, when you're faced with adversity, see, I I watched these players run out onto the field, motivated, motivated. And now, once they begin to uh, run plays against the other team, and once you're uh, look, I, I watched a person get completely run over. I mean, completely run over the whole stadium. Ooh, look, look. I've I, I never seen that happen before. Up close and, per, and personal like I did this day. And I watched the person that it happened to, tears. They had tears in their eyes. They had mentally checked out. For the rest of the game, they had mentally checked out. See, the motivation was gone now. The motivation was no longer there. See, what was going to last at this point, what this per- what they really needed was some, some, some type of substance. So that's what I want to share with you tonight. See, don't seek the motivation. I'm, I'm not telling you Don't aim to be motivated. But what I am telling you to do is seek 
some real value. See something that you can fall onto when times get hard. And it establishes you. It strengthens you. See, the motivation won't strengthen you when times get hard. You know, that's the one thing nobody wants to be, uh, nobody wants to hear when times get tough is motivation. See, motivation sounds good when things are okay, when you're not in a fight, in a battle. That's where motivation is okay. But once you get down, look, you don't want to hear motivation. You don't want to hear someone talking motivational to you. You don't want to hear that. You need some substance. So I'm, I want to encourage you guys tonight. Seek the true word of God. Look, God's not only going to motivate you. He's not only going to encourage you. He's also going to tell you the truth. See, when people motivate you a lot of times, they don't, they don't tell you the truth. A lot of times, they are not going to tell you what you really need to hear. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. So as we continue on this journey of salvation, I want to encourage you. Seek substance. Seek true value. Don't continue to go for the chips and the cookies to replace your meal. Don't go for that. I know it sounds good. <laughs> I know it sounds good. But don't replace the main thing. Seek the substance. So he told us. He told us that this is what God is wanting to do. He wants to establish you. He wants to give you something that's going to help you in the times of trial and tribulation. Jesus actually told a parable. He told a parable about uh, a person, if they would build their house on the words of God, if they hear the words of God and they do it, he said he likens that person to a person that built their house on a rock. And because their house was built on a rock, when the storm came, when the wind blew, when the rain descended, when all of the, the adversity came, when the trials came, when the problems came, this house was able to stand. But the person who did not build their house on solid ground, they built it on sand. When the storm came, the house, it crumbled. And so the point I'm trying to stress to you tonight, if you only build your salvation on motivational speaking, it's going to fail you. There's no way around it. I know that doesn't fire anyone up. I know nobody's hearing that. They're like, come on, preacher, come on. <laughs> oh, he, he teaching tonight. It's not making you feel that way. I know it. But I'm telling you, if you would take heed to this, 
it will get you so much further. It will get you so much further than the motivational speaker speaking ever will. Ever. Melvin, I want to move over to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4. 2 Timothy, chapter 4, and verse 3. See, I want us to seek some substance. Everything we get in life, we ought to want some real substance out of it. We ought to want to get the value out of it. This is what we must seek in everything because this is what's going to make a difference. This is the only thing that's going to make a difference. Let's see what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. Paul tells us, he said the time's coming. People aren't going to want any substance anymore. People aren't going to want the real thing anymore. We only want what tickles our ears, what sounds good, what makes us feel good. You know, there's, there's been so many times where I felt motivated. There's been so many times where I, I just felt like, man, this is the thing I want to do. This is the thing I need to do. And I'll go down to the gym. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I begin to get on the treadmill, <laughs> do some casual walking. And I'm motivated. I'm pumped up. I'm ready. I've listened to so many videos already. And these guys are telling me about this good workout routine. And now I get down here. And as soon as I begin to increase the speed <laughs> on the treadmill, <laughs> And I begin to breathe a little harder. <laughs> and I begin to think to myself, man, sure I'm getting kind of tired here. See, the motivation starts to fade away. And now I begin to tell the treadmills, look, slow it down. <laughs> we got to start back walking again. <laughs> Until eventually I just get off altogether. And the only walking I do is outside of the gym. I walk right out the gym. See, the motivation is going to fade you. It has to be something from deep within you that keeps you going. It has to be something within you to let you know, no, I, I've got to do this. See, there are benefits to, to the, there's a reason why I'm doing this. See, that's what substance is going to give you. It's going to give you a reason why. It's going to give you a purpose. It gives you purpose. Look, I'm doing this for my high cholesterol, my high blood pressure, my high uh, uh, sugar. I'm doing this for a reason because I need to lose X amount of weight. See, once you continue to focus on that, the substance out of it just, just continues to keep you going. When you start thinking about all those things, but if all you got to rely on is Tony said, you can do it. Tony said, if I can dream, I can achieve. Look, if I can believe this, I can achieve. If that's all you got, <laughs> I'm telling you, it won't last you long. 
If, you, if all you got is I believe I can fly, <laughs> I believe you're going to walk right out of that gym and not accomplish anything. See, we need some real substance. We need real value. We need real purpose. See, God wants to give his people purpose. There are people who are living and it's, it's so sad. There are people who are living and they don't feel they have a purpose in life. They don't feel they have a purpose because at their job, they might not be doing too well. In their homes, things might not be going too well. So everywhere they turn, they feel, what is my purpose? See, we've got to come to the word of God for him to give us purpose. He wants us to know there is a value placed on our lives, even though other people might not see it. Even though other people might say you're a failure. We need some substance from God. He wants to establish you. He wants to strengthen you. But it cannot be built solely on just motivation. Cannot be built solely on that. So he told us, he said, look, the time is coming. It is coming where people aren't going to want to hear the truth. We've already determined what we want to hear. Look, people will ask a question and we already know the answer that we want. And so as soon as we don't hear that answer, we shut up our ears. We close our ears. My mind goes to Stephen and how he began to talk to the Jews and tell them how they had been rejecting God. Look, they closed their ears. They shut up their ears. They didn't want to hear what he said, even though he told them the truth. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want any real substance. So Paul now, he's telling Timothy, this is what we're headed for. And you know what? We're already here. And it's only getting worse and worse. It's only getting worse. We're not getting the true value out of things that we should be because we're not listening to the words of God. Read for us, Melvin, verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Listening to the things we want to hear, and I'm telling you oftentimes, is somebody pumping us up. Is somebody saying whatever they have to say to get you to give them some money. <laughs> it's sad. But this is the truth. No longer hearing what God wants us to hear. I was talking to someone recently, and they, they were talking about they were asking about uh, some scripture over in Thessalonians and how he talks about a strong delusion is going to enter into this world. God now, he's going to send a strong delusion into the world. And people are going to believe a lie 
and the Bible says they'll be damned. See, this is the substance we need to know about. We need to know this. Don't just think everything someone is telling you, oh, it's got to be true. Well, they go to the church. Well, they've been doing this for X amount of years. Well, they studied the Greek. T- the word of God tells us he's going to send a strong delusion. And he said it's going to be so very strong. He said, look, if it were possible, if God allowed it, look, even those of us who are going to be saved, he said, we'd all be lost. My God, we're talking about a strong delusion. This is going to happen to people who have no substance, who have no solid foundation. See, we're living in a world where people are changing from the true gospel all the time. Because because of a lack of substance, we're changing from the true gospel. We don't even know what the true gospel is. Many of us don't even know what's right and what's not because we have no substance to hold on to. We've got no solid foundation to stand on. Many of us don't even know. We don't know how we need to be baptized. We don't know how to receive the Holy Ghost. See, this is stuff we need to be seeking. But all of the all of the things of no real value, that's all that we're looking for. So Paul, he tells Timothy, he said, the time's coming. It is coming. And in fact, it's already here. That's what Peter told us when he mentioned the Antichrist. He said, look, look, it's the last days. Look, the Antichrist is already here, but it's only going to get worse. So, Seek substance. Seek something that's really going to help you get out of the hole. Seek something that's going to benefit you when the devil really begins to attack. It's time for the people of God to wake up out of our sleep. It is high time. It's high time. We've been saying it for so long. And God is still being patient with us because he's waiting on somebody to receive the message. But, you know, the sad truth is somebody's going to miss it. See, this is substance that you need to know. Somebody's going to miss it because we think we've got time. I I can't tell you how many times God has allowed me to see this even recently. Even recently, watching people, reaching out to people, I'm watching God extend his offer to people, and people are neglecting it. We're putting it off. We're saying, I'm young. We're saying, well, I've been this way for X amount of time. We're saying, oh, I'm going to do it eventually. But you know what? It never came. It never came. Because... We would not accept the truth. And the truth is, we don't have always. We need to accept the true word of God. Don't continue listening 
to the motivational speaker telling you it's your season, it's your time, get what the devil took back, look, (laughs) you better get the word of God. If we can just get the word of God, everything else will fall into place. So let's go back up. I want to go back up in this chapter. Let's go back up and start at verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. (laughs) Paul tells Timothy, he said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. You know, I listened to one of my pals, he said, the word of God is the only thing that doesn't have a season. You've got to do it in season and out. It's all all year round. The word of God has no season because it's all year round. Paul tells Timothy, be continually preaching this. People, you know what though? People don't always want to hear this. They said, man, I just don't want to hear that right now. (laughs) I just don't, I'm just not feeling in the place to hear that. See, we're, we're, We're rejecting the true substance of God. See, this word, if we would just listen to it, it's the answer. I I keep saying it because it's the answer to all of our problems. It doesn't matter what your problem is. You can be facing depression. You can be facing sickness. You can be facing uh, uh, some type of sin, some type of lust, whatever it is. Homosexuality, it doesn't matter. You can be a murderer. You can be a thief. It doesn't matter. This book has so much substance, it'll change your life. You would never be the same again. You would never be the same. But we're looking in so many places, and these places are not adding real substance. These places these things we're looking to are not adding the value that the Word of God can. Look, He is the creator of our bodies. He is the creator of our mind, of our soul. He has the answer to fix every problem. Every problem concerning you and me, He's got the remedy. He's got the antidote. but we've got to be willing to hear what God is saying to us. And if we're not willing to hear it, we're in a world of trouble. Read for us, Mel. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know, I love the word of God because, look, he's a fortune teller. I don't have to go to one of these buildings where somebody's sitting there with a crystal ball and uh, 50 necklaces on and uh, and a million rings on their finger. I don't have to go to one of these places where they want to touch my palms and see how many lines I have in my hand. Look, (laughs) Uh, Lord, help us 
This book has so much substance. He'll tell you what's going to happen in the future. He, he tells us, this is what we're headed for. Just look around you and see just the devastation going on around in the world. He told us, look, children are going to be disobedient to parents. Look around you. Is it not happening? Look, I, I see parents take children into stores and that child is running, <laughs> child running loose. Parent can't catch him. There's been times I've had to catch kids for somebody else. Not even my, not my children. I don't know who they are, but their child running away. I'm trying to help them. <laughs> children being disobedient not listening to anything parents tell them. People are being uh, uh, continually deceiving one another. He tells us all of the things that are going to take place. He tells us the wickedness. He told us people are going to be lovers of themselves. Is that not what's happening? Look, you, you, you look. if you don't think that's going on... Uh, Check your social media, and I'm not telling you to do it now because you've been doing that the whole time anyway. But what I'm telling you is, <laughs> check your social media, and you can find people, and the one, the first thing they're going to say, look, I love me some me. I'm so in love with myself. <laughs> they take a picture with their nice hairdo, nice haircut, nice outfit, nice shoes, and they say, look, I love me some me. <laughs> He told us people are going to be lovers of themselves more. It's okay to love yourself. Look, I love myself. But the problem is we're loving ourselves more than we love God. And we say, oh, no, Tony, I love God. Well, why aren't you being obedient to him? Why are you being more obedient to yourself when you want something Opposed to when God wants something. Look, I can't tell you how many times I've wanted ice cream. I wanted certain food. And because my body told me I wanted that, I got up, I went down to the store, I drove however many miles to get there, rain, sleet, snow, day, night, doesn't matter what time it was, and I was obedient to my own desires. But when God tells me, Tony, look, I want you to go out there and do X, Y, Z. It can be something as simple as, look, Tony, it's time for you to get up and go to church. I said, but God is raining. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God, it's pretty cold outside today. <laughs> they said, it's, it's, it's going to be below freezing today, God. What do you mean? But I can get out there below freezing and buy me some eggs. Buy me some tissue. We say, well, we need those things. Well, how much more do I need, God? See, it's time for God's people to wake up and realize. Let's examine ourselves. Realize the decisions that we're making. But this is the situation that God told Paul, and Paul continued to pass this message. He began to tell Timothy, look, I thank God the message continued to be passed down to little old me. Because I like to know what's going on. I want to know 
what's going to happen in this world. He's telling us. Look, I, honestly, I don't have to look at the news to know what's going on in the world. I can, and I'm not telling you I don't look at the news, but what I'm saying is, if I never seen the news again, if I never heard the news again, the truth is this book tells me everything I need to know. I already know there's a lot of theft going on because it tells me so in this book. I know there's a lot of stealing, a lot of killing, a lot of lying. I know it because this book says so. He's telling us. He's telling us. So if we would receive the message of God, look, the next time somebody lies to you, you know, it won't destroy you. It might make you upset because, look, those things make me upset, too. But you know what? It doesn't destroy me. You know why? Because I've got something I can fall on. I've got some things that God told me. He, first, he told me, Tony, it's going to happen. Even before that, he showed me I did the same things. I'm guilty of the same things that somebody did to me. I'm guilty. Sure, I might have changed now. But he's shown me, Tony, you did it. He's told me, Tony, it's going to happen again. He showed me how it happened to Jesus. And then after all that, he gave me even more substance. He said, brother, you know what? Whatever a man sow, look, he's also going to reap it. It's going to catch up to him. Whatever we do in this life, whatever wrong, we're going to be repaid for. Whatever right things we did, there's a reward for it. So all of this creates a foundation that I can stand on. See, I'm able to go on even though people have lied on me. I'm able to go on even though people have mistreated me, even though people have talked bad about me. I'm able to go on and still pray for those same people, still reach out and try to help those same people. Sure, it gets tough. Sure. But there's something that's establishing me, and that's the word of God. So when you get some real substance, your life will become easier. But if all you're getting is fired up, and somebody's making you run around and shout and dance and hit a cartwheel. Look, it's going to get old. <laughs> it's going to get old. And you won't be doing too many more cartwheels. It's going to get old. You need something of some real value. And that's what I'm encouraging you to seek. Stop seeking the motivational teaching. Seek some real value. You know, God wants to make our lives easier. He wants to make our lives easier. And if we would get the substance out of his word, our life would become easier. You know, my life got so much easier when I decided to stop hurting myself. Stop making a fool out of myself. 
look, I, I've did some of the same very things everybody else is doing. I was going out, enjoying, look, having myself a good time. <laughs> having a good time. Spending my money on alcohol. Throwing, wasting all of my money. Forgetting things I did, made bad decisions. And you know what? At the end of it, I look back at my bank account. I'm thinking, where in the world did all the money go? I didn't have much to begin with, but I sure, now I'm in the negatives. What has happened? See, I was hurting myself. I'm, we're hurting our bodies physically, destroying our livers, destroying parts of our bodies, our organs, wasting our money, destroying the relationships with people around us because of bad decisions we're making. Look at the problems we're causing. Getting out, I've did it. We get out and we drunk drive, running into people, running into things, destroying our own things, destroying our own car. Look at how much damage we're doing. And we're saying we're having a good time. See, God is trying to provide you with substance to help you. He's trying to stop you from doing all of these things, causing yourself problems. You know, God told us, he gave us rules. He tells us not to fornicate. He tells us, look, wait until you're married. But you know what? People, we're so, we're, we, we think we're so smart. <laughs> we think we're so smart. We think, well, I need to make sure that this person is right for me. So you do all the making sure you want and you still don't last with that person. How do you think you've got to figure it out then? We do it time and time again and the relationships never last. We continue to disobey God and he's still trying to give us substance. See, if we would just listen to his word, if we would just listen to God, life would be so much easier for us. So if, you, if you're looking at your life and you're thinking, man, my life is just so hard. I mean, I can't catch a break. I'm catching hell left and right. If you're looking at your life this way, it sounds to me that you need to get some more substance from God you need to hear the word of God and you need to apply it to your life. See, sometimes we're inviting people in our lives. See, one thing, one thing I made my mind up. I thank God that I'm this way. I don't have a problem missing out. I don't have a problem. I understand I can't make it to everything. I can't do everything. I have limitations. But you know, some stuff I ought not want to be a part of anyway. Some things that people want you to do, we ought to not even want to do them. See, the people of God, he told us, he said, come out from among them. What fellowship does light have with darkness? He told us to be separated. So there are a lot of things that I intentionally choose not to become a part of, not because I can't, not because physically I can't do it or, oh, man, 
I, I just can't take it. No, because I love God and I'm trying to obey his word. And you know what? It's made my life so much easier. It's so much harder for a person who's trying to live a double life, a person straddling the fence, a person who has one foot in and one foot out. Look, it's hard for that person. If you take a person that is in a relationship and they're cheating, they're lying to their spouse, they're trying to hide things. Look, it's it's a hard time on that person. They've got to continually wash their backs. Look, that's a hard life to live. I've seen people selling drugs. And it's a hard life because they're constantly in fear that somebody's watching them. They're constantly fearing that they're about to get caught. See, when you're not doing things that you shouldn't be doing, look, it becomes so much easier. When you don't have to hide, when you don't have to sneak around, life's easier. See, this is what God is trying to teach. He's trying to give you substance. He's trying to make your life easier. But as long as we continue to reject the true words of God, as long as we continue to take parts of the word, but leave out the rest, we're going to have a hard time. So I know this is not getting you fired up, speaking in tongues, running around your room. I know it. But this is going to provide you some substance that's going to sustain you and establish you in every trial you'll ever face, every single one of them. If you would take heed to this, look, don't be as the people in the Old Testament. You know what, Mel, let's, let's run back there real quick before we get out of here tonight. Uh, run to the book of Isaiah chapter 30. See what verse it is there. Isaiah chapter 30. We won't read all of it. But Isaiah 30 and it's around verse. Pick up verse 10. Go to, go to 9. Let's start at 9. Isaiah 30 and 9. Let's see what God says about us. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Having itchy ears, read for us, Mev. Which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophecy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things. Prophecy deceits. They said, look, tell us, brother, tell us what we want to hear. We're tired of, we're tired of this substance stuff. Look, we want some chocolate. We want candy bars. <laughs> we want chips. We want desserts. We don't want fruits, vegetables. We don't want protein. We don't want carbohydrate. We don't want none of that stuff that we really need. Tell us some smooth things. Talk smooth to us. <laughs> this is what God's people are saying. We're intentionally asking for no substance. 
We're not asking for substance at all. And it's to our own detriment. It's killing us. Look, the, the Bible talked about people who are living in, in pleasure. He said they're dead while they're living. Dead man walking. Dead woman walking. No substance. You know, it's a sad thing for God to call us dead and we're breathing. We got money rolling in. We're getting new cars. We got all of this stuff going on. We're getting degrees. But God said, look, it's a dead man walking. God is pointing out this person has no true substance. The thing that God is looking for is not found within us. I do not want to be a dead man walking. I don't care if I just get a haircut and I'm feeling good. And posting on social media, talking about I love me some me. God said, look, brother, you're a dead man walking. <laughs> Tony, you are a dead man walking. If you do not want to hear what God is saying, this is what he's telling us. So God here, he said, this is what the people want. They says, look. We want to hear some deceit. Look, we, we, we want you to throw in a lie every once in a while. See, that lie just sounds so good. Man, man, make the story better. Fluff it up a little. Make it interesting. Look, there are people in life, they always come up with a story. <laughs> I mean, look, they, they can be a narrator. They are the best storytelling people you'll ever meet. Some people, they can just tell you a great story and they've added so many parts to that story. Stuff that did not happen, look, they've thrown it in there. Stuff that had nothing to do with this actual incident, they've added it into the story. They had to put some deceit in there. See, this is what's going on. And this is what people are wanting the preacher to do. So they said, look, give us some smooth thing. Talk, look, don't tell us the right stuff. This is what we're really saying. This is what we're really saying. So I'm, I'm pleading with you. Accept, accept substance, true value, something meaningful. Accept that. Because this is going to change your life. This is going to make, this is going to make it all worth it. This is going to open your understanding. This is going to open your eyes. This is going to help you. So may God bless you guys. May God strengthen you. And may God help you to accept some real substance, not the motivational, not the things you want to hear, but what you need to hear. May God bless you at this time back in the hands of Melvin. Um, thank you, Minister Banks. Uh, good message, as always. And um, I remember, um, Tony, you mentioned, I believe that was in last week's Bible study or um, last Monday's Zoom uh, Bible study when you said um, you're sure that we don't get the highest ratings. Um, I'm thinking about uh, 
like critics or movie reviewers, we would probably get a 0% on what is it, Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, one thing that I've learned is uh, we we flock to negative attention. You know, I, I even see it on um, Facebook. Anything that's negative, anything that's bad, millions, hundreds of thousands of views. But, you know, you, you um, have programs like us, like us on Facebook. We may get to... Or we may get three views here or there, and and that's all right, um, because the Word of God does say where there are two or three gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. I remember saying a long time ago, if we reach just one person, uh, how many weeks we've been on here? 253 weeks. If we go make it to a 1,000 weeks and we've only reached one person, then job well done. The devil has not got that person. But um, as I was sitting here thinking what I was going to say at the end of the message, <laughs> Tony went to both of the places I was going to say. Uh, you can um, tell that we're in the last days, man, becoming lovers of themselves, calling what's right wrong and what's wrong right. We see that every time, all of the time, homosexuality. Um, I've said it many times before, what in the world does the year have to do with anything? People say it's 2023, go and be gay. Do this and and do that, as if the word of God changed changes with time. God says, "I am the Lord; I change not." We see how people got saved back in the Bible. It's the same way today. He's not going to rewrite the Bible for our generation. And um, I was also going to uh, mention having uh, that's one of my favorite verses uh, where people say, "Don't don't preach to us the right things; preach to us lies." Because lies, um, that's what sounds good. I remember some years ago seeing a preacher on Facebook called the cussing preacher or the cussing pastor or something like that. And then he, he, you know, of course, he would talk and he would curse. And um, he would also have what uh, what we call twerking contests at his church. And I remember going through the comments and, and it said, now, see, this is a church I would go to. <laughs> we, we want to go to places what we only want to hear, what we want to hear. No substance. Um, I remember my freshman year in college, um, I had just gotten out of the shower. And it was cold outside, but I, I can't remember what food place it was, but it had just opened in the student union. And um, I walked all the way across campus to get this food, and the wind was tearing me up because it was cold. Um, but I really did want that food. And there was a Papa John's right in the, uh, right downstairs. And I'm not saying that I needed the Papa John's either, but I had a much easier option. But it just goes to show that we want what we want, even if we don't, don't need it. So I just pray to everyone out there that we do seek the true word of God. You'll know a tree by the fruit that it bears. You'll know who a true pastor is and who a false prophet is because Jesus told us to beware. They, they are going to be in sheep clothing. They're going to be wolves in sheep clothing. They're going to seem right. Another place said every man seems right to themselves. But are we right to God? So that's all that I have to add for the message. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. It's always a good message and it's always a good time being amongst each other. 
And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.